0: Welcome to Ozarks, Haints, and Hooch. This ain't no fancy, academic, check-your-references kind of deal. We are two sisters from the Ozarks, sipping and spewing about Haints, Hooch, and history. Hey everybody, welcome to
1: Ozarks, Haints, and Hooch. This is Dawn. I'm with Dina. Say hi.
0: Hi.
1: Um, my voice sounds really awful. I don't know what's going on. I think it's allergies. So if it cuts out, that's what's happening. Um, well, we're glad you're here with us. And uh, we got a, a pretty timely, exciting story, or Dina does, for you today. And so before I do all that, let let me just say we've got Facebook and Instagram. Um We have a website, OzarksHaintsAndHooch.Weebly.com, and we also have a Patreon. And I know, again, we're going to ask you to, you know, if you like this podcast, please consider subscribing to Patreon and being our patron. And, oh, um, I'm here by myself. uh, Well, Elvis is out in the living room. I heard Scooter and Keith, I guess, at your house, so... Yes, we're MK sorry is this theory. is our tech disclaimer sorry oh, yeah. for whatever it's raining here nobody's mowing um,
0: uh, well Scooter was literally vacuuming in here <laughs> and I was like babe <laughs> that's I was, hysterical." I have to record it <laughs> he goes, like what time and I was like we were supposed to start it for okay yeah. just a minute oh that's, that's very funny well that's Winter's version of mowing is he decides to vacuum <laughs> Right.
1: <laughs> it's got to make some noise, I guess. How funny. Well, so I got the drink, right? Okay. Well, Dina yeah. and I have been fighting over this freaking drink because I found one I thought would be good. And she told me it'd make her puke. And then she suggested another one. And I told me that would make me puke. So we ended up with this one.
0: It's and summer. I will
1: tell you that we <laughs> neither one of us did what we were supposed to according to
0: the recipe. So, because we don't read directions, yeah,
1: until it's too late,
0: yeah, read the directions before and I think
1: we messed up in different ways. Um, but let me let me tell you the drink and then I'll we'll talk about what we did wrong. But this is called the fireman cocktail. And you will understand why when Dina does her story, but the way you do this, and let me just say right off the bat, you need to put everything in the refrigerator and let it get ice cold. So you take two ounces of peach nectar, and I think it's really got to be peach nectar because I think the weight of it it, here in a minute, I'll I'll tell you. And you can get peach nectar at your local Tienda like I did, and they can't speak English, and I can't, my Spanish is so bad, we all had a big laugh over trying to communicate. But anyway, that's where you get peach nectar in a can. Um, you That's two ounces of that, four ounces of cranberry juice, two and a half ounces of vodka. Everything has to be ice cold, like I said. Don't put ice in your glass like dumbass me did, and then you pour in this order: vodka, then the cranberry juice, and then the peach nectar. No ice, no shaking or stirring. And then the um, I just stole this right off the internet, off of Cocktail Builder. It says if you did it right, you'll understand the name. Well, mine kinda did it. So when you look on the um, our our uh, social media, you'll see it sort of did what it was supposed to do mine's in the um bigfoot glass but it's too sweet for me and I don't like it okay what Dina
0: um I had to use mango nectar because I live in Branson and we don't have a tienda so uh, you do
1: in Branson you don't have one in Forsyth
0: I know and I was at Walmart so I wasn't going into Branson for it I'm I did find mango nectar and it was they did not I looked in the Hispanic food section and ended up finding the mango nectar in a can I mean it's just like the peach nectar except it's mango it's fine I think it tastes about the same it probably does and it's Um, I think what's necessary is the pulp you know yeah Yeah. because the ice coldness which is high
1: so I was getting what ready I, to make
0: it and I read it and went, oh shit, <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> That's what I did after
1: I poured the vodka and the whatever's next over the ice cubes. So I think what it's supposed to happen is the vodka, the cranberry juice probably mixes with the vodka, but when you pour that peach nectar on top, the weight of it drags it, the orange down through the red and probably makes it look like flames. Yeah so you all if you make this drink if you like sweet fruity things and you make this and it works for you will you post post a picture somewhere instagram facebook email it to us whatever because i'd like to see what it actually is supposed to look like yeah yeah
0: now i think it's it's okay i it's not something, I'm not a big cranberry fan, but it was much better than the grapefruit juice that she had suggested originally. One day I'm doing it. All right. Well, I will not be drinking that day. Okay.
1: All right, Dina,
0: it's you. All right. I sound like a 15-year-old boy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Scooter's allergies have started acting up mm. on him, too. So right. I I understand. Um. Okay. Today's story comes to you from our nostalgia. That's right. Right. If you live close to Branson, you already heard the sad news that Silver Dollar City is closing its first ever roller coaster, Fire in the Hole, which was built in 1972, two years before I was built, as a matter of fact. Really? Huh. Okay. That's, That's what it says on the interwebs. I believe you all right so not only was the parks it was the parks first ever coaster it was probably if you're local it was probably your first roller coaster too yeah. and so if you're local and you don't know red flanders you come back in here and put <laughs> on your pants we'll say pants. sadie i ain't got no pants no more They ball stole them <laughs> if you don't know that you can just hand in your local court card at the door because you have lost all your privilege <laughs>
1: I feel like that and if you can't hum the flooded mind song I don't want to talk to you that's right
0: you cannot say you're a local you're a big fat liar <laughs> Yeah, lying liar yeah so for years it was the first ride I sought out when I got to the park now part of that could be that the ride attendants were most of the time cute boys dressed as firemen and they would flirt with pretty, pretty girls. And I enjoyed that when I was, you know, 14. What are you saying? You're yeah. saying you're a pretty girl? Well, when I was 14. <laughs> Can I tell you something that yeah. I hope I don't get in trouble for? Don't. Are yeah. you going to tell your story? Because I've got a place for you to say that later. Okay. All Go right. With it.
1: <laughs> don't All mind right. Me. Do what you're doing.
0: All right. Uh, mostly, I just felt like summer vacation really didn't start until you rode fire in the hole like four or five times Mm -hmm. um and honestly if i'm sitting right here and start thinking about it i can smell it yeah smell it i can smell it and i can smell the asphalt um Mm -hmm. just walking around outside of dollar city and i can smell the flooded mine all three of those things if i think about i can smell them yep i agree so, those of you have never been, uh, I'm going to do my very best to explain it to you. Fire in the Hole is a dark ride. It is an indoor steel roller coaster that sports three different drops. And it's all set in the legendary town of Marmaros. Marmaros was built near Marvel Cave, and if that sounds familiar to you, it's because Dawn did a story on Marvel Cave. It's our first episode this season, Mm -hmm. but it never hurts to relearn a little history, so I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of that. Marmaros actually sat where the modern-day site of Silver Dollar City is. Miners working the cave for Baguano needed somewhere for their growing numbers to live. Thus, Marmaros was born from necessity. The town's designers had hoped that it would become a resort village like Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Unfortunately, the town did not attract the tourists like the investors had hoped. As the Wano dried up, so did the town. And at some point, it is rumored that the vigilante group known as the Bald Knobbers burnt the town to the ground. Another rumor is that the fire was started by a drunken fight, which could probably be this one in the same. The Hershans went with the Bald Knobber story for their backdrop, and it's a doozy. Um, The experience of the ride starts before you get into the building. Silver Dollar City was, was, um, I'm not so sure is. I know I'm probably, people are going to come after me for that, but they used to be so good at bringing you into the story. Like, as soon as you entered the main gate, you were taken back to the late 1800s Mm -hmm. side sound smells just like I said you could smell the I mean the asphalt isn't a smelly from the 1800s that'd be more like horse poop (laughs) but but they were so good at um bringing you into that time period and it's the the one thing I really I truly miss about my the park of my youth um because you know they pipe modern music I've sound like Yeah, 80-year-old woman. They have modern modern music in
1: now. (laughs) I hate it. I I do. (laughs) I'm not going to tell my story, but can I say something about that? Yes, if you don't tell your fire in the whole story. I won't tell my fire in okay. the whole story. Okay. So when I was out there, so you all um, may or may not remember a publication called the Ozarks Mountaineer. And I wrote a couple of stories that got published in there. One about Andy Miller, who was the dis- artistic, what would you call him? Um, production designer. He was like the guy that made the whole park cohesive which is partly why in old Silver Dollar City, you walked in there and you were transported to that place. Mm -hmm. Um, So when the park went from being uh, a family owned organization to a corporation with other people running it, Andy Miller was old and all that kind of happened about the time he passed away. And so When he was gone, there was nobody to make the park cohesive and they were building bigger rides and the other thing. So that's one reason why it's changed so much. And visually there's not that uh, environment. But the other reason is, and I didn't know this till I wrote this article, but um, um, uh, Silver Dollar City was always supposed to be a hundred years in the past. And so as we grew up, right, that was like the 1880s and 90s. Mm-hmm. But it's, but originally it was supposed to be whenever, I mean. The 1860s, was, right? As yeah, for was. us, it should be 1923. Yeah. And they sort of let that go too. So, so if you read my story <laughs> in the Ozarks Mountaineer, um, I got in big trouble for saying, I just said, I know things have changed and I'm sure people still have a good time, but I miss the silver dollar city of my youth, which fire in the hole was a huge part of. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm sorry. That's a little academic. I'm not sorry. People need to know that. Yeah.
0: No, you're fine. You're fine. I guess um, in a way, because they did start, this is really going way off of topic, but they did start the grand exposition and that is more, 1910s 1920s right and it was about that time
1: it was about that time and um like all yeah all that stuff like the barn swing and all that Mm -hmm. stuff was
0: kind of newer i guess i still feel like powder keg is the new roller coaster i know it's not but it still feels like a new one because for so many years fire in the hole was the ride to to ride you know yeah the fun one you're right anyway um even if they're going a hundred years in the back, they're playing like modern music. Like, yeah, I know. I don't know. Anyway, if I wanted to listen to that, I'd turn my radio on or stream it through Apple music. I don't want to go to silver dollar city and hear Jason Aldean or whatever. I don't, well, it wasn't even Jason Aldean. It was more pop music. I was just like, what is happening? Where am I at? I hate this.
1: Well, you know, they're also concentrating on their festivals so much too. I was going to tell you one time I was out there with your children. I'm sure you were out there too. But anyway, we were crossing the, um, the train bridge by the glass blowing shop, you know, where the, Mm -hmm. you hear train things. Yes. Um, Peyton walked up to me and she goes, one day I'm going to be walking across here and I'm going to hear you over the loudspeaker.
0: (laughs) I hope so, Peyton. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway. All right. All right. So as the line snakes its way to the building, you have time to take in your surroundings. And uh, um, I kind of feel like the line's probably gonna be super long this year. Yeah. Um, but building itself uh is a depiction of an old-timey town there's a hay and grain store Denison surgeon surgeons signage it's a whole lot of words right there mm-hmm. and uh, you might even be able to buy yourself a bucket for five cents i had to go and look at the look at a picture because i was like well i know it looks like an old time like old west town but I haven't really looked at it in so long because once you're used to something, like I was like, I don't really know what the signs say. So I had to go look at yeah. a picture to see what the buildings were actually sp- supposed to be. Yeah. Um, the best part of the wait to me when I was little was um to your left where the fireman's cemetery lies. Now you can always take a stroll around the cemetery, but I always used to pass that. Um, i always used that to pass my time while i was in line plus right now it's right by the smoking section so there's like a huge smoker section and then the fireman's c- cemetery which i guess is somewhat ironic in a way but that cemetery is so fun and so cool and who wants to take their kids through a cloud of smoke to get to it exactly yep but anyway that is unless Danny Hirschberger was working and then I just went to the exit and I back past the line. Shh, <laughs> don't, don't tell anybody. They'll get in trouble. Okay. I got a better story. Uh, so make sure if you're in line this summer, make sure you read the the Gravestone, storns, gravestones, gravestones, <laughs> gravestones. I have had half my drink. Maybe I should have waited. They're corny, but they're really some of my like core memories. When I think about fire in the hole, I really do think about that cemetery. That and the, the image of the boots sticking out of the ground. I mean, it was just so, they were so visually wonderful about keeping your interest while you were standing in a two-hour line, which is crazy, right? But it was fine because you had stuff to look at. So as you turn the corner, you'll be uh, met with a sign asking for volunteers. And entering under that sign is some of the best artistry of the park. I also enjoy the 10 types of the past firemen attendance posted at the front of the train. Um, I always like to look at them and pick out all the people I know. Because if you've lived here for a long time, you know somebody that was a fireman at Fire in the Hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so each train seats 12 people, and they're sat by a couple, two by two. Um, the ride takes you to the burning town of Marmaros, like I said. Scenes include a burning hotel, a camp of bald knobbers, a blazing cabin, um, a collapsing bridge, and a main street, which includes a saloon, undertaker, and blacksmith shop. A shootout takes place on Main Street between three bald knobbers and the town sheriff. This results in the undertaker's windows being shot out and bullet holes in the water tower spraying water riders. And of course, don't forget Red Flanders hanging out of the second floor window in nothing but his union suit. And that's red long underwear for you city folks that don't know what a union suit is. To increase rider capacity, um, a large section of track was removed in 1982. After the first dip, which is the collapsing bridge, the ride would turn right and later reconnect in front of the second one, the train collision. At the scene where the cabin is burning, there's a moon and some stars above one of the old track areas. Also at the sign for Kinney Bridge to the writer's left is a large open area where scenes once existed. And I will tell you, in 1982, so they removed scenes and it included a group of ball knobbers having the following conversation. All right, boys, remember, don't fire till you see the whites of their eyes. Gunfires! Ow! You damn knocked me, or you damn not need me. Oh, excuse me, kids. I don't remember that. I was—I kind of remember the lights of their eyes line. Yeah, I don't—I don't remember the rest of that. But I was also in the second grade when they took it out. So how much? Well, of that and I how I many times more? have we ridden it too? Like I—I I couldn't tell you. Oh, I couldn't. So many, so many times. Yeah. Right. So after that scene, the ride encounters the Bald Knobber dumping the barrel on the by- riders. And that's now moved to another part of the ride.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this was followed by a sign reading, Danger Track Out Ahead. Coming out of the town uh, tunnel, riders saw what appeared to be the track mangled hanging off a cliff just as they headed out over it. The car cut back sharply on the real track, and then it reconnected with the existing track headed for the train helm. The ride ends with the last drop and a water splash all while yelling, everyone say it with me, fire in no. the hole. <laughs> so, and if you, once again, if you don't say that while you're riding that ride, you are also not really a local. And it doesn't matter how old you are if you don't say it when you're going, because Pace will hit me. And I'm like, dude, it's a rite <laughs> of passage. You it's must smart. say all these lines. Now he's used to it. But when he was a couple of years younger, he would like hit me and be like, mom, you're so embarrassing. you yeah. not. So you end up where you began, but first you go under, uh, this really weird. I don't know if this is always, I feel like it's new, that caricature of the fire chief with his foot sticking out, but his foot is like out of the frame. Like it's a three yeah. foot. I don't know. It's been there a really
1: long time. I don't yeah.
0: know. I always thought it was weird. Anyway. Uh, I don't know when that was put in, um, but now, so now with any theme park, you're going to hear stories. You're going to hear urban legends or just flat out lies. People are going to stuff make stuff up, right? Um, but sometimes those lies do have a little bit of truth in them and that's where they came from. Um, July 9th, 1980, 23 uh, year old uh, James Frederick Polly was one of several passengers riding a train on fire in the hole which was mistakenly thought to be empty. The train was switched from the main tracks onto a maintenance track heading towards a storage deck with a low-hanging door. Maintenance workers shouted at the passengers to duck, but Polly failed to react and he smashed his head on the door. The accident was ruled a case of human error and the ride opened two days later. I always heard that he was decapitated. Yeah, I had too. Now, I think that might be a little bit of an embellishment um, because everything I read, either it was an embellishment or Silver Dollar City kept that out of the, because I read the actual newspaper link. There's a link on the extras that is to the actual newspaper article, and it just said head trauma, I think is what it said. Mm. It was the first fatality for the park but it was not the only one. I'm not going to go into that, but there has been quite a few since then. Um, so I'm almost done and I'm going to end with some anecdotes from, um, our long-term friend, Danny Hirschberger. We have both known him for a super, super long time. Mm -hmm. Um, he worked Fire in the Hole for years and he is still employed with Silver Dollar City. He's not at Fire in the Hole. He's actually, uh, works in the sound booth at the oh the theater that the the red and gold theater is that the one where the harlem globetrotters always are that's work. where he is now even know. But he also plays buck thompson out at shepherd of the hills he's played ed johnson i blink i think he's been joe gardner um i'm trying to think what else he's played out there tom he was tom he was one of he was one i'm going way off the rails here but um He was when Shepherd of the Hills had their stunt show down. Do you remember that Mm -hmm. down? He was, he was one of the, he was one of the actors in that stunt show. I knew
1: back from Love's Greatest Story, which was Branson
0: um, version of the passion play that I was in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he started working out at the city in 1990, and firing the hole, as I said, was his first job out there. So I spoke to him yesterday, and then no, two days ago, and then I ended up seeing him last night at a, uh, the Society of Ozarkian Hillcrofters the Hillcrofter. had their um yearly annual—that's the word I want—annual um fundraiser last night and they have a bunch of bluegrass people come out and play music and i'll uh, have to talk to you about that later (laughs) yeah yeah so it was we went out we went last year and we went again this year um the two of the guys that jeremy lynn and curtis copeland both work out at shepherd the hills and they're both on the border i think they're the ones that started the whole society anyway they were good friends with jeremy lynn so i spoke to him what is today Today today's sunday i spoke to him friday and then i ended up seeing him last night so he gave us a few stories um the first one in those days he says there was a quite a quite a line that formed in the queue um they had an image character that they called the fire chief that would entertain the line on the days that it would stretch to the saloon which i can remember um seeing the line that long and when i was younger i'd get it in it I'd get in it anyway. I'd just be like, okay. Um, now, if I saw the line that long, I'd be like, yeah, we'll come back later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not waiting in that line. Anyway, on those hot summer days when the line would get so long, the fire chiefs would start a bucket brigade, And I remember this. Mm-hmm. They'd dip the buckets on one end and send them splashing down the line. And on those hot summer days, they never seemed to make it to the end of the line before a, one guest dump the bucket over another guest's head yeah so that's something that they have taken out which probably because somebody would get mad and sue somebody else but I do remember being part of that bucket brigade um around 1995 they had developed children's seats for those that needed them they were removable and so they would lift and repeat several times a day one afternoon, Danny lifted the child seat to allow for an adult, and there was a real-life snake hanging out under there. The movement startled it, and it dropped down under the dock to the tracks, but not before another worker that they named Tiny, and I'll let you think about why his name was Tiny, Tiny, mm-hmm. heard Danny say, did you see that snake? And Tiny was evidently really afraid of snakes. And so he hit the exit before Danny could say another word. Zip! <laughs> he was out. And I have the feeling that if Tiny was walking on water, he probably wouldn't have got his feet wet, from what Danny says. Yeah. So that same year, the hospital sorry hospitality house was selling rubber snakes that were very lifelike. So Danny thought it would be a good idea to buy himself one and take it down to fire in the hole. So the ride operator. Um, sits above the train, like he is, when you load onto the train, he's behind the very back set of seats above you. And um, the train, when it comes back in, you have to go underneath him to dock into the station. So while seating the train, the tenants would pick a a jumpy guest, um, and that guest would end the ride with a friend on their lap they went underneath the operator hmm. and i would i don't know i mean i feel like now they could get into huge trouble with yeah. that because yeah. i feel like somebody would try and jump out of the train or, or something. something yeah uh, so he said he didn't really I was like surely it's haunted right? a man died on it yeah but he said he didn't have anything spooky or scary to tell us which is just so sad to me i really feel like of all the places out there right yeah. He said the scariest thing that could would happen when sometimes the lights would go out while there was a full train on the ride like you'd be going through the ride and then all the lights would go off. And he said that that the workers aren't responsible for that. Sometimes it would just happen. And honestly, I don't I don't know. I don't think I'd want to go through that drop that with um, the total darkness, right? With no light at all. Yeah. I've done it the other way. I know. I'm going to let you I'm going to let you tell okay. that story. Sorry. He also told me that he had a personal hooray that involves the fire in the hole. So if you'd ever ridden before 2002, you'll remember that you would go through that outdoor queue line, right? You would snake like three or four times and then go around back to the door. And then when you got into the door, you were you always thought, hooray, I'm getting on. Well, on busy days, you would not. You would go all the way through the building and it kind of got into a mess. And if you were with a group of people, like trying to figure out how many people, you know, like, okay, so I need four people in front of me so we four can go together. It was kind of a mess. And so um, one day there was a lady and she missed riding with her family by one ride and then the ride shut down. Something happened and it went down and it, it sent everybody out the door and she was super upset and she, uh, Danny was the the lead at Fire in the Hole at that time and she chewed on him for quite a while and after he finally got her a little happy and tried to get her to you know to leave um he was talking to a co-worker and he said there has to be a, a better way to do this um so he's the reason why now when you get to the after you've snaked your way th- outside you get to the door and now there's a fireman attendant standing there going how many people you got with you and yeah. he'll send you and it evidently within like 30 or 45 minutes it took the line down it was just a very so good job good job danny yeah, and danny. way to make things easier yeah. so and i just want to thank him for taking the time out of his day um to to tell me some yeah. stories about his time out there and so now don i know that you have at least one fire in the whole story so go ahead and give it to me i also so here this will make
1: you feel really old or me it makes me feel really old i got invited i i will say i never worked out there deirdre was the only one that worked out there you and i both worked at shepherd (laughs) and Mm -hmm. um but all of my friends did and um I've been invited to the saloon's 50th anniversary, 5 0. Like, wow. I mean, I just was like, what? Um, And I don't know. I don't know if I'll get to go. I don't, unfortunately, I think I'm performing on the weekend that it's happening. But anyway, the saloon and Fire in the Hole were all about, I guess the saloon must have been there. Well, no, 1972's. That's 51 years, right? So they were probably built about the same time, mm-hmm. I would say. But anyway, so um, much to my mother's um, disappointment, I dated Bruce Hershen of the Hershens for a while in high school. Mother always wanted me to marry him. Um, and we all got to go through fire in the hole with all the lights on one time, which was really interesting because you could see how everything worked. And back in that day, back in my day, um
0: the olden times what in the olden times (laughs) before electricity, (laughs) they were all like it was was a crank. What? It was a crank. They cranked the yeah,
1: gerbils. There was a whole <laughs> row of gerbils. No, um, the 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 characters were animatronics, and for the at the time, I mean, that was like state of the art. You know, it was like Disney's mm-hmm. Hall of Presidents or whatever. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a hologram. It was actually, I guess, I assume it's plaster. Probably is what the heads were made out of. But anyway, it was really interesting. And when you get to fire in the hole, there's water down there and there were snake, there were snakes down in there. Mm-hmm. And so when, whenever you get splashed with water, just know that you were probably splashed with old gross water and snake guts. Yeah, so, snake
0: water. Yeah. And splashed with some snake water. And that's... Close who- your mouth. As soon as you say hole, <laughs> close that back right up. <laughs> It just was,
1: okay, I'm going to probably get in trouble for saying this too, but um, the focus has shifted out there on, here's what I'm going to say. I don't care if I get in trouble. It's now sort of like another Six Flags. I mean, the focus has shifted to thrill rides and yeah, there are still shows uh, for sure. And they have these really incredible festivals. They have a music festival, international, children's, all this stuff, But there isn't a cohesive taking you back in time anymore. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess it does create an atmosphere, but not the atmosphere we used to know. And um, there's no, there's not much street entertainment anymore, which I think is really sad. It used to be you were talking about having the Bucket Brigade and all of that. Uh, people's jobs were to walk around between their little short street shows and in character mess with tourists. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought that was the, that was the beauty of it, you know, was that these people were walking around in character. And the other thing I'll say that kind of pisses me off is, boy, back in the day, I mean, like Disney, someone would check you before you walked out on property to make sure you didn't have a watch on jewelry. Your Mm -hmm. shoes had to be theme, um, socks. I mean, it all had to be so realistic and they've just, that's all gone now. And so, I don't know, maybe people don't want that anymore. Maybe they just want to ride a roller coaster and man, their roller coasters are good. You know?
0: I mean, they're still pretty good about like time traveler. It's very if you that that is their newest, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, if you have to wait in the big long line, they've done a great job of making it interesting to wait in that big long line, right? It's still the stories. I mean, they do have a story. It's not just a roller coaster. They do have a story behind the roller coaster, right? Um, And all of the rides out there.
1: I could the line was too long and it's a spinny one and I would except
0: okay so I don't like spinny ones either because they make me sick to my stomach but that one's it's spins in a way that it's not bad like I can do it and enjoy it and I am not circles make me puke Well right well maybe this summer I'll have to go yeah I don't know I guess I figure we're all gonna have to go right yeah so the park has not announced anything about replacing or adding to the park. Like they haven't, all they have announced is this is the last season of fire in the hole, which I'm, I'm going to be honest, really, I thought last year was the last season of fire in the hole because, um, you know, I it it's going to so be their Net. Na- it's going to be now this whole summer. You can write it one more time. Oh, we're going to have to. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so there's a whole like, you get on Facebook and get on that Branson Buzz page, or even the there's a Silver Dollar City pass holders only, um, Facebook group. Man, people have some big feelings. Yeah, yes about they do. it. Um, and they're like super mad about it closing, but it's. I mean, do you really want to ride a ride that's not safe anymore? Like, am I going to ride it one more time because it's never going to be there again? Well, yeah, I am. Just like the ball area that used to be back there. Oh, what was it that was back there? That's Fireman's Landing. So that yeah, that, early, that went, was Rube Dugan's Diving Bell. Yeah, I remember riding Rube Dugan's. Um, but the last thing they did was they made it Fireman's Landing and they took out all the ball pits and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I remember going one night it was one of those um hot summer nights Mm -hmm. it was we went one night just so we could go play in the ball pit because they were getting ready to take it away Mm -hmm. so but anyway lots of big feelings about that and um I mean, I understand that it is a part of our history, and more, it's going to be very sad when it's gone. But if it's going to kill somebody, maybe we shouldn't have it open anymore. Yeah. Also, let's let's think that way. Um, there is an, a rumor um, I read on one of the many sites that I was on that um, the now fire in the hole maybe turned into a bigger and better train station. Um. Okay. As for the ride itself, here's the rumor. I mean, if you've been living under a rock, you'll be like, really? If you've not been living in a rock, I'm not telling you anything new. There is a great big building that is gone up over the past, I'd say at least one year, if not two years, they've been working on it. I guess they started maybe last spring. um, And it's right kind of by the old one of the parking lots, right? Um, employee parking lights by one of the employee parking lights, right, right there on that 76 going into um, Branson West. Um, And so everybody has been, what's that going to be? Is it going to be a new ride? So I, my guess is, and a lot of the guesses is, uh, is that it's probably going to be the home of a new and improved fire in the hole. And my hope is that they will take all those cool, animatronics and sounds and all of our nostalgic youth. Right. I hope they put that into this new ride. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So to only time will tell, I mean, they're not, I they have not announced anything about a new ride opening up this year. So I would say that they were probably looking at opening that ride next year, or maybe at the end of this summer. I, I don't know. They, like I said, they made no announcements about that building whatsoever. So, I suppose that I'm probably, like I said, going to have to at least go out one more time, which if that's a lie. If my son has anything to do with it, we'll go out several more times to steal your dollar city because that's yeah. what we used to call it. That is what we used to call it. Yeah. And ride fire in the hole one more time. Yeah. Um, there is a sweet little video on the ride um, on the parks page. I copied that. I copied a link onto that. Um, if anyone would like to watch it, you know, it's just, it's sad. It really is. But once again, we don't want, we don't want to kill anybody and it's past the point of being able to fix it. So that's, that's my, that's my homage too oh that was good that just takes me back to
1: so I don't know I mean if y'all grew up there you know but I'm older than Dina just by five years but anyway um, that's amazing (laughs) I know but back (laughs) in my day Branson was such a different animal and you know y'all get we all get nostalgic for things but um like all the entertainers knew each other it didn't matter what you, where you were, you all knew each other. And, you know, sooner or later, you were going to work together. And um, at that time in the 80s, all of our dark nights were the same. So you I swear to God, the parties, um, you had to go back to work just to rest because our two days off were like (laughs) party city because, you know, I don't know if any of you have ever worked with tourists, but I'm, I'm guilty of my brain, leaving my brain at home when I go somewhere and Mm -hmm. I'm an idiot. What time is it? And there's a clock right in front of my face or whatever. And you do. At the time, you know, you worked three jobs because the pay was so low and it was seasonal. And by um, October, the end of October, when everything closed down, you were really literally ready to commit murder. And I know you guys still, that's still a deal, you know? Yeah. Except we go through to the end of December now. I know. I don't know how you do that. And, but there's this community that's created with all of those entertainers. And I, it just, I'm so really thankful that I got to experience that because I'm still
0: friends with those people. Yeah. Cause I will tell you, like, um, even if take shepherd, for example, Um, I never did daytime entertainment because really it was gone by the time I started working up there. Um, and I never did day shows because I always had a daytime job. So I was just in the evening drama. Um, so if you were just in the evening drama, you didn't really know up top people like starting. Yeah. Right. In the nineties. Right. Right. I did because Well, there wasn't, when I started in 95, um, there were no daytime shows. It was just the night show, right? So I did work out there during the day and that's how I knew people up top, which is what we call it because the theater sits at the bottom of the hill. So I still call it up top.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I did know people that worked up top because I worked up top. But if you just work in the theater, you don't know anybody that works up the up yeah. top, you don't know the ticket office people, you don't know the concession stands, you don't know any of those people because it's separated. Now we have several shows that go on in the Playhouse Theater. Before last year, I had not met a one of them if they didn't work in the show at night too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just—it's a different—you know, you're well different...
1: because you're so busy. Work, I mean. Branson is still a low wage place. Mm-hmm. And it's a and because of where it is and who it caters to. And you're usually so busy working at least two jobs, yeah. if not more, that you don't have time to. I I just I'm sorry that you never got to, you know, have those November. I mean, kind of. I'm kind of sorry. We had November, December, January, February, and March off. And you could work three jobs and be on unemployment. And still, when February and March came around, you ran out of money. And that was, and so I will tell you this one story. So we were so poor. This was probably 1986, maybe. And I really do think I was working three jobs. I'd worked three jobs. And I was married at the time. And those of us that all knew each other, we were so poor that we couldn't eat by ourselves. So we would just have like these dinners where we went to different people's houses, you know? Mm -hmm. So like maybe somebody had macaroni and cheese and some tuna or whatever, and they could throw all that together enough for like, you know, six or eight people. And then you'd go to the other person's house the next um couple days because they shot a deer or whatever i mean it was really i do remember uh my husband at the time eating macaroni and cheese sandwiches because bread was cheap and box macaroni and cheese was too
0: yeah we were never that when skitter and i met he was already full-time maintenance so he had a job through the through the year yeah was all it was the time and then I man I didn't I didn't stay daytime for very long because it was a different creature back then well
1: that's yeah, so when I was there daytime it was very much like Silver Dollar City used to be I mean, we did street shows there were all kinds of shows going on up top and see I back then I wasn't in the night show so you're right we all totally had our um we had our group of people and I I didn't know very many people in the night show till I till 2012 and I did it so anyway what a great trip
0: down memory lane thanks for that yeah yeah it makes me everybody needs to go out seriously if you guys are thinking about coming if you've never been to Branson and you were planning that anyway this summer go ride fire in the hole yeah yeah because i'll be i'll be riding it at least one more time i was mm. also going to say it is the only railroad coaster that my husband has ever been okay with riding because it's <laughs> indoors yeah yeah you need to take him to disney and ride space. except i took him to disney and we put him on space mountain and he did not like it. oh really it was- it was um, not the same. I don't, he was not happy with us. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, it was a little different. But anyway, well, so. thanks, guys. Thanks thank for listening you, to Nina.
1: us. That was really good. And I've lost my, I've lost my, what I'm supposed to say, but I'll just sum up to say, um, thank you all for listening. Thanks for being patient with us. I, if You all are longtime listeners. You know, we skipped an episode because I was directing a play, which went very well, by the way, and I'm really proud okay. of it um and so yeah uh just to to let again to say we have social media it's always at ozarks haints in the letter in hooch that's all our social media and you can find that website and that's how you find the patreon so please visit us share with us things that you'd like to hear um, as long as it's not the Murdaugh murders, because oh my God, everybody's doing that right now, and that's not even in the Ozarks, but <laughs> um, all the podcasts are. So anyway, uh, thanks again, and we'll say goodbye. Bye, bye, and remember, if you liked it, tell all your friends.
0: But if you didn't, keep, keep your, your big mouth, mouth shut. <laughs>